1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans! Welcome to the Giant Insider podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Big truss, Chris Bizignano. I'm a little more upbeat today, Chris. We're doing the the call in cast. I'm always excited about, and uh,
2: you know, should be a lot of positivity. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun,
1: at least. The airing of grievances. It will be a
2: lot of fun. That will be. I
1: keep tweeting the uh, the Seinfeld clips. The airing of grievances. It's a Festivus miracle. A Festivus. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, in, I guess to to I don't know, bring back to the days of old, Chris, you know, Tom Landry had Roger Stallback, and I believe it was Craig Morton he would alternate, and come to find out today, what, we're going to alternate Mike Glennon and uh, Jake Fromm in, in Chicago, buddy. Should be a fun time, huh?
2: Yeah. Jeff, this season can't end fast. I know. <laughs> yeah, we really can't do it, yeah. right? I mean, I don't know. Judge came out today and he said he's going to probably start Glennon. And if that's not going well, try from – I don't know, you know. Yeah. What, what does it really matter? Because I mean, mean, the offense is pathetic, as we all know. Nothing's yeah. going to work. I think we're safe to say nothing's going to work here. Right. Um, and it's going to be a lot of answers, you know, a lot of questions to judge. He's going to have to give a lot of answers – well, it doesn't matter. He could give you, he could give answers in that building. I don't think it really matters. Anyway, I don't think people are really listening. But anyway, um, you know, it's just Glenn, Fr- whatever. Let's just get the season over with. The next week, it'll be Glenn and Fromm, too. They're true. Um, Dan- I, we all know Daniel's not coming back, and they're not going to look at anybody else the last two weeks. So this is what it, it is. It's It's at the point now, Jerry, you say, okay, you know, just play Fromm. So the better chance of losing. Yeah. Stay in that fifth or fourth spot, wherever he might wind up. Yes. And um, hopefully the new GM, um, Actually, a high somebody who actually knows what they're doing in a building, and then they could actually draft an impact player, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and a drafted in, in the spring. So that's I'm where uh, Saquon is. Uh, he he basically made it known that um, he's going to play. I, I, you know, I don't know why it's even floating around out there by, by shutting him down. I don't get that at all. He He's healthy enough to play. Why wouldn't he play? This isn't high school. Like, you know, we're going to shut him down and come back a senior year. The guy's getting paid a lot of money to play. He wants to play. He's still, believe it or not, knocking off a little rust. Uh, he feels healthy. Uh, why, you know, I, I don't get that theory at all. I mean, he's, they're going to be off for nine months. Uh, seven, uh, nine months, uh, eight months to training camp, right? Right. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, he, he basically made it known in a very quick and decisive way. He was asked today about that. He said, no um saquon is is frustrated uh for f- obviously you know i see him on his we are now back at zoom with the players yeah um and he was on zoom with us today and he's 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 very frustrated he's frustrated obviously probably with his play with the team with the media yeah. uh he reads he's very heavily involved in social media so I'm sure he's reading about a lot of people, you know, saying what a waste the picket was and a bust and all that stuff. You know, it's tough to read about yourself now. You know, he's not used to that, Jerry. He was a, you know, he was the man in Penn State. He came over here his rookie year. He was the man here, yeah. all kinds of commercials. And now probably for the first time in his life, he's reading, a, he's getting a lot of negative feedback on himself, you know, and it's, yeah. it's frustrating. It's frustrating times around the whole building. Um, I put on Twitter yesterday, Jerry, about the GM possibilities, what might happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, We talked about what's going on in the building, what I'm hearing. And just to give a quick, that will be next week. We'll do that. I want to do it before the season ends because, you know, if you do it after the season, who knows? It could be a day to hire a guy or whatever. They bring in three guys and now it looks like I'm just, you know cop you know okay well i'm piggybacking you know what i mean yeah no, so we're gonna good. do it next week jerry yeah, yeah i know i promise a lot of people you don't want to miss this podcast yeah but just a little preview dude and then we'll get back to the bears um a lot of stuff's coming out now about what's going on in that building you can believe it you can't believe it you know want. i mean you don't want to have to believe it but it's nothing that i haven't been talking about for the last week's a month or so
1: yeah
2: And now these are people that are in the building saying about who can't evaluate talent. Whole building should be blown up. Everybody should be white clean. Nobody knows. You know, you got a head of, you know, suppose you got a head of scouting. He's he's piggybacking off other guys. I'm sure some of it may be not the truth, but trust me, some of it is the truth. And we're going to get into it next week. But all I can tell you, Jerry, and you notice, dude, uh, we talk. We talk on a podcast, obviously, off the podcast, but... Everything that I've been telling you about guys, no accountability. Guys can't evaluate. Gettleman's running the show. Gettleman's over over overruling people. It's all coming out now.
1: Yeah, and
2: we'll get into it next week, bro, because a lot of stuff. Because you know, a lot of guys are chiming in now who worked in a building, who were fired or you know moved on, whatever it might be, and they're saying a lot of things about what's going on in that building. And I kind of been telling you this for the last month. So because people have been telling me. Um, so it's not pretty. We'll get into it next week. We're, we're going to get into some GM candidates, Jerry. Uh, you tell me who you might like. Well, I'll tell you who I think they might go. We like. We'll like. We'll put our heads together. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, And what I'm hearing, you know, all that stuff, uh, it should be a pretty good podcast. And uh, I'm going to get into it in a very respectful way of what the hell's going on in that building. And in my opinion, in your opinion, what needs to be what needs to be changed? Yeah, okay? a lot
1: of the, a lot of that podcast, so, you know, hmm. i joking before with Chris. This is going to be like an interview of Chris, right? Um, because you got a lot of information. And yeah, I jokingly said, like, I don't want to get in the way. I'll have opinions on things. But um, with some of the stuff that you have, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be very interesting. I think people are going to like it a lot or, you know, go crazy, whatever. But um, yeah, this this like you said before, dude, this season cannot end fast enough. Right. Um, whether you're playing from or Glennon or alternating or trying Tony back there, who's mm-hmm. got a whole new injury now, um, whatever you try back there, it doesn't matter. Just end. I feel like the Jets just end the season. Uh, but before we get to the Bears, yeah, um, just want to mention the passing of John Madden. Yeah. You put out a great yeah. tweet last night. Yeah, I you brought one, that up, Jerry. Yeah, that was one where you could have signed both because it was absolutely your yeah. youth and mm. getting and falling in love with this sport um like i said i started watching the giants in 83 and that's really when madden started kind of coming into his own and was always paired with summerall excuse me and i remember what i remember about that was when you had madden and summerall you had the game and it was like my dad used to say i hope we get madden and summerall today and that's all we (laughs) always it's all he said i just hope we get madden and summerall and all due respect to vern lundquist and those guys you know what Vern Lundquist did a good job with Madden and Vince Scully even Big Blue VCR put Vince Scully who's the man in baseball yeah. did a moment with, with Madden I uh, the Giants that Eagles game yeah. right yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, but Madden and Summerall it was like peanut butter and jelly I mean it's just it was perfect and you know he was a great coach uh, and, and somebody put out there today real quick somebody put out you know he's really three generations he was a coach he was an announcer and he was the video game guy <laughs> yeah yeah and. Yeah. You know, I I probably knew him as the coach and the video game guy. I was a video game Sega Genesis lunatic back in the day. But, uh, you know, talk about a a monumental man in the NFL. And one more story about Madden real quick, Chris. No, no, good. He he told the one about, he said he went to see Vince Lombardi. And he goes, you know, I'm going to see Vince Lombardi. And I'm sitting in the back of the room. He goes, can you imagine? You see Vince Lombardi and you sit in the back. And he goes, that's how dumb I was. And he goes, Vince Lombardi talked about the power sweep for three hours, mm-hmm. went to lunch for an hour, came back and talked about the power sweep for three hours. And John Madden goes, I didn't know a damn thing about football. He goes, that's what I realized. Right. I don't know a thing. But uh, all kidding aside, he went on to be a great coach, great announcer, and uh, he will be missed, man.
2: Jerry, that's, you know, look, dude, that's well said. I I, I got to be honest with you, Jerry. Um Madden obviously was eighty five. Um, he was, you know, his health was declining a bit, but nobody saw this coming, right? right. But you're eighty five. Yeah. It happens, you know. Uh, Die peacefully and, you know, and all that. I don't know about you, bro. And I was texting with a few people today. I felt like I lost a family member, and <laughs> let me tell you why, just quickly, okay? Yeah. And I put it on Twitter last night. This dude was a big part of my youth, bro. All right it was jerry i remember when he coached i remember the way he was on the sidelines he coached a bunch of lunatics <laughs> the oakland raiders <laughs> they all loved him bro yeah. and these guys didn't love anybody yeah, yeah. they hated each other they hated the opponents they hated the they hated the cheerleaders they hated the, they yeah. these guys were angry guys yeah and they all loved john and i you know and just being a little kid watching football, he was a big part of it, Jerry. Yeah. Because they were always on TV. Yep. You know, they were always on TV. And and then he leaves coaching. It was that part of my youth. And then he goes into the – and then I never forget when he saw Lawrence Taylor the yeah. first few times. And his he could not believe this guy. Remember, Jerry, the way yep. he used to talk about Lawrence? Yep. And then the Giants played all those big games in the 80s. They were winning. Super Bowl, two Super Bowl, 90. Uh, playoffs, 89, 85, 84. And Madden and Summerall had those big games, right? Yep. yep. You felt like he was like a family member because I saw, I saw him when he was a little boy. Yeah. I remember yesterday when they beat the Vikings, Jerry, in the Super Bowl in 76. I was in my grandmother's basement in Brooklyn. and those days, Jerry, the game started like 3 o'clock. Yeah, the Super Bowls. Because yeah. I remember being sunny in Pasadena. Right now, today we all know it's all different, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in those days, it was. At, they were three o'clock games, Jerry. Yeah. The Super Bowl.
1: Yeah.
2: And I remember Chuck Foreman. I remember. I remember Tatum, when he destroyed Sammy White. I was ten years old, and I was like, I. And Madden was going, and I never forget Madden being carried off the field. Those lunatics, carrying him. He was football, Jerry. Yeah, John Madden, Coach Stone. In my opinion, the probably the greatest era the seventies. Then he becomes the like it was like the Giants' voice. He did so many yes. giant games. Yeah, like your dad said. Well, I hope Summerall and Madden are on today. We all sat there, and when they had the game, which usually meant it was the the best game. Yep. Right. Yep. And the Giants played in so many of them. The way he gushed over Lawrence. The way he gushed over my boy, Carl Banks. Yes, he did. Yep. Uh, because, because Madden knew football, bro. Yeah, yep. And he, he made sure that Carl wasn't overlooked. Yep. Because, and we've talked about this, Jerry, everybody, me, and I, I talked to Carl about this all the time. I apologized to Carl a few times. Like Everybody had their eyes fixated on Lawrence Taylor. Because he was the greatest ever to do it. You didn't want to miss a play because you never knew what Lawrence was going to do next. Yep. And people forgot about Banks. But then you had that football guy like Madden, and he made sure the audience knew about Carl. Yep. Yeah. He, you get he, what I'm saying? They gushed, knew about Harry Carson. Gushed they knew- over him
1: in that 49 or 49-3 to 3 game more than oh. any defensive player I've ever seen him talk about. It was almost, well, I don't want to say this again, but Carl Banks makes this play by taking out Russ Francis here. Right. And Big Blue VCR will play this for us later. But we, we always said it, in the 86 playoffs, you had Madden and Summerall through the Super Bowl. You had him in the Super Bowl too. Yeah, sure. And yeah. he talked yeah. about Banks in all three of those games. And it was it, it was magic, man.
2: It was, uh, you know, you feel like you lost part of your youth. That's yeah, what it feels like. Uh, Jerry, it feels, and I've talked to a few people, they felt the same way. And You know it feels like I lost like a, a long Lost uncle, like, like, yeah. like, somehow or another, yeah, I was related to him. That's how yeah. it felt when the news hit. Yes, I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah, it was like that's my youth, and it's like, gone, dude, you know, you, you know what I'm getting at, Jerry, you know, it's dude. like, yep, uh, and, and and then the Giant games, you know, uh, and then the Summerall was it you got, you know, past Summerall was the old Giant, you know, yep. and it would, I remember Summerall talking about the Giants crowds and the loyalty of the Giants fans back in the day, yep, you know, and Madden gushing about parcells and the defense and the young and this young guy named belichick yeah how he how he thought he was a, like look what this guy's doing you remember jerry yeah i remember and, all. Of it, it was yep. just like and folks the guy was a great coach for for people who are my age or younger didn't they don't remember john or they don't they weren't alive yet when john madden was a coach the dude had a record of like 107 and 32. yeah, yeah. the best record in the history of the game for a hundred games or more. The guy was an um... He, That guy had everybody playing together and people don't remember and people do remember. They know him. i They were a bunch of lunatics in that team. They were insane. Yeah. Those guys.
1: Yeah. And hearing those guys talk about him real quick, just one more thing. Hearing those guys talk about him, like Phil Villapiano, right? He's a Jersey oh. guy. And he said, and I, I, I DVR all the giant uh, America's games on the NFL network, but I have right. the Raiders ones too. Cause they're interesting teams. Right. And Villapiano um, talks about it. I don't know if, I think it's in that one where he says this will be the greatest. Madden said to those guys, "This will be the greatest day of your life, only if you win." Now go get them. And I was like, yeah. "Oh my
2: god, dude!" The Super Bowl Sunday. I was like, "That is it awesome, is. Jerry." I was actually happy for the Raiders back in '76 because yeah. they were like in five straight championship games or five out of six, whatever it was, and they kept yeah. losing to the Steelers, Jerry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they were worse. Yeah. And then in 76, they beat Pittsburgh in the championship game. And they went on and they whipped up on the old giant, yeah. Fran Tarkin, and the Vikings in 76. Yeah. And there were so many people. I'm telling you, Jerry, I was just, even, I wasn't a Raider fan, you know? Right. I, but I was happy for John Madden. Right. The guy was a phenomenal coach. He had to leave coaching after 10 years. He had ulcers. He just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. 11 years, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. Jerry, like I said, when that happened yesterday, it was like, Wow, I felt like something dying, like my youth, because yeah. I was, you know, such a big football fan. He was a big part of it, and then with the Giants, when they came into their own in the eighties, he was just such a big part of it. I don't want to go on too much about. No, it's right, but you, you, it felt like but, he was.
1: They were our announcers. Yeah, you know what I mean, so, so, they felt like were so, our announcers.
2: So rest in peace to that guy, dude. I, and here's the thing, Jerry, just quickly, and we'll wrap it up. We'll go back to the Bears, and we'll go into yeah. the calls. Just a humble guy, dude. I, you yeah. know, I, I'm hearing stories. I heard a story. He owned an apartment in in Manhattan. Uh, John Madden. And he became friends with a homeless guy in front of his building. Yeah. And Madden got to know him. And the guy turned out to be a Giant fan. Hmm. The homeless guy was a Giant fan. And Madden is talking about Giants football with him every day. Yeah. This is the type of guy he was. That's awesome. He used to drive around in that Madden bus. He used to stop in diners, sit with people, and talk football, bro. Humble. Unlike a bunch of assholes that are in today's football and the media and all that, who think they're above people.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay? This guy who was a god, yeah. who was football. Yeah. Just a humble dude, bro. And he'll and be what, missed in the sport. He'll be and what
1: announcer sport. do you get now that you get excited about?
2: Are I, there any? I, I really don't get excited. My, okay, I used to get excited about but Doc but, Emmerich for, for hockey I would get excited about. That's it. Oh, I think you meant football. No, oh, I know. Oh, I'm saying oh. that, like, in any – like, oh, even any sport, any sport um, I, I I can't really think of one, Jerry. Right. You know, I, I yeah. can't think. I like, don't get me wrong, I respect, I think some guys are really good, but as far as. Look, he, he invented it, Jerry. You know? Yeah. He yeah. invented it. He came in with the wham and, you know. Boom. Uh, and the chalkboard. And, you know, when I used to do the Big Tuesdays and shit last year, I found myself doing that. And here's yeah. a guy. Look at that hit. Boom. I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, where did yeah. I get that from? I got that from Matt. I didn't even realize, but you yeah. get it from listening, you know? and your passion for the game. So Jerry, he, that guy will be missed in his yep. spot. He really will be, man. I'm sorry yes, I hope I didn't go on too long with that. No, but. no, it was good, dude. It was perfect. Um, but you know, he will be missed, Jerry.
1: I'm going to I'm going to send out the tweet now to everybody. Okay. So they're going to start calling in, but we'll do the uh, we'll do the Bears now as well. Um, actually before we get to the Bears guys, I got to tell you about the Knuckleheads podcast. It brings on some of the best NBA players past and present to have totally unguarded conversations about sports culture and basketball nostalgia. The hosts are former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles they're in their seventh season of doing this podcast and their guests include Kevin Durant Jason Tatum Sue Bird and Demar DeRozan that's veterans Richardson and Miles who are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers listen as they invite special guests high-profile athletes musicians and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture it's named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. That's the Knucklehead Podcast, folks.
2: All right. Q Richardson, he had a game, Q.
1: Yes, he did. He could he did. play did. Q. Yeah, <clears throat> Darius Miles
2: used to do uh, the— uh, Darius
1: Miles, he had a game, too. He was a good yeah. ball player, too, yeah. Darius. I'm doing the uh, fists to the head. I used to do that. Anyway, uh, I, let's go back to Chicago real quick. I just sent out the tweet to everybody. Got, uh, we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes.
2: So, yeah, what do, we go. Uh, what do we have, Jerry, <laughs> Two bad <laughs> offensive teams. Um, I expect like a 14-10 game, Jerry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Fields, their kid, is going to play. He's questionable right now. If not, you might see Foles, mm. um, who, actually oh let it, who actually led him to a victory over Seattle last week in a snowstorm. Yep. Um, the Giants have Fromm and Glennon, mm. and uh, they can't move the ball. The Bears, all their injuries, COVID. They're still ninth in the league in defense. So they mm-hmm. still got some blood Look, they got Roquan. You know, uh, I don't get into it, but they got Roquan Smith. They have a guy named Ogletree. Yes. <laughs> That's playing good ball for them. I know. Uh, Unbelievable, uh, isn't it? Uh, you, you know, it makes you wonder what the hell is co- going <laughs> Anyway, Ogletree is playing pretty decent. Roquan Smith's one of the best inside backers. Um, so I don't expect I don't know if Hakeem Hicks is gonna play. He's COVID. he's he's yeah. really good up front. If these guys play, or Roquan's playing, but if Akeem, I don't think the Giants are gonna score more than ten points. Yet. What why should I believe that, Mike right, Jerry? What what defense in the league, Chris, could they score more uh, than ten? Maybe Jacksonville? Maybe. I just
1: thought of them. That's it. That's it.
2: Maybe Houston. Maybe. 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 Um, so I you know, it's just a matter of who's gonna, you know, all the Bears turnovers, you know, it's gonna be a low scoring game. Like I said, Jerry. Do we really want the Giants winning this game? They're going to play to win the play is the whole question. Judge is going to coach them up to try to win. But yeah, now it's at the point like, okay, let's stay in the fifth spot or maybe the fourth spot, wherever it might fall. Uh, who really like who really cares anymore? You know what I mean? Like, who cares? <laughs> I know. Who cares? You know, so who, bad, who I mean, because they're just playing – so. and I'm talking about the offense. They're just so non-competitive. It's like, okay, let's just get the season over with because who really wants to watch 60 minutes of this offense again? No, not me. You know, and it's going to be the same story after the game. Oh, why didn't Galladay get more targets? Or why didn't Saquon? Uh, why didn't Booker should be playing? I mean, you know, it's so
1: Booker's running better. Why isn't he getting more carries? Right? Yeah.
2: And and and, and Evan Ingram, uh, why is he not being used? Like, uh, why is he not more option routes? A couple scenes. Uh, Jerry, I'm guy. telling you, Jerry. You, you I'm, just yeah. Go ahead. I know I, what you're going to say. Jerry, I'm just telling you, dude. I and know. I was talking about I was talking about this with somebody recently. Evan Ingram, if he goes to the right system, when he leaves here, he's going to be much more productive. That's all I'm going to say. You're now I'm gonna not going to say, say exactly he's going to be a thing. Travis Kelsey because right. he's not the he's not well defined like Travis Kelsey. But I'm just telling you, dude. Right. I'm just telling you, dude. If he when he leaves here, and he's going to be leaving here. If he goes to a right system, he's going to catch balls and he's going to catch some touchdowns. Okay, right. because no matter what Evan is, and we know he's drops and we know he could do some stupid. stuff fumble the Giants just have not used him correctly right I, I'm sorry dude it's I know. I know it's this guy should be targeted 10 10 times a game yeah what else are we
1: doing you I, said, I was gonna say the exact same thing dude We're just talking talking, about he's gonna go somewhere else and he's gonna be productive and it's gonna be sickening because they're going to use him on seam routes. They're going to use him the right way. And look, man, I don't, he's done enough. To, I, mean, I, I get it. Like he's a frustrating player, drops passes, fumbles, but someone's going to figure it out and use him the right way. They
2: just are. It's going to, it's going to be painful yeah. to watch. It's going to be, I'm telling you, Jerry. Yeah. It's coming brother. Yeah. He, you yeah. know, uh, Kadarius Tony, like you just mentioned, Jerry, uh, back on the injury report again. Unreal. Now it's a shoulder. I didn't know that even happened. I saw an Unreal. injury report. He was a D, he was a DNP today. We'll see how he progresses during the week. So he's basically had every body part injured this year: quad, <laughs> hamstring, foot, shoulder, uh, Two COVID. bouts with COVID. Uh, look, it's the kid flashed when he's played, but it's been a disastrous first season, fam. Let's face it; it's been a disastrous. Yes. We haven't got the kid on the field, you know. Hopefully, he gets stays healthy next year because we all know what he could do. Um, uh, in this offense, you know, but he's got he's another guy that's got to be used right. And we're gonna get into it next week about Joe Judge and what he needs to do when he returns, and I expect him to return, okay? Mm-hmm. But this—he's got to make changes, bro. And yes. we're gonna—I'm gonna get into Judge next week, Jerry. Yeah, I'm gonna get into what, what I feel he needs to do, and and this whole organization, the building, and uh, uh, we'll get into that because even a kid like Tony, Jerry, he's got to be used differently, bro. Yeah, he does. You know, the little... In, what did you little, say the other night? I love the way they use Waddle. I'm like, gee, I wonder where Chris is going with this. <laughs> you know where I was going with that, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know where I was going with that. Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, right. you, know, the, the, you know, just using Tony, putting him in motion, throwing a little flat route, you're not fooling anybody, dude. Right. These teams are not dumb. Right. You know? So,
1: um... So you, throw God, the, you, throw the, just, you throw the bubble screen behind the line of scrimmage, like, oh, here comes
2: the pass. Yeah, Guys, yeah. come on. Gotta get a little more creative than that. And Jerry, you know, Galladay, we're now 15 games in, no touchdown. Did anybody see that coming, no. dude? No. I know he's missed a couple games, too, but did anybody see that coming? No. This is the, the, the incompetence on this side of the ball. And, yeah. that buck, and the buck stops on Joe Judge, too, bro. Yeah, it does. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh Because you got, you know, your $72 million receiver who's 6'5", 6'4", whatever he is, and he doesn't even have a touchdown, bro. No, I know. Pathetic. They haven't had a touchdown from a receiver, I think, in about nine years. I mean it's it's, it was so it's, bad. It's so Jerry. Uh, it's so, so ridiculous. It's that you can't even believe it.
1: No. It's so bad.
2: So we're we'll at the Bears. Uh they're gonna have Donnell Moody. They might have their big boy, Allen Robinson back. He'll help out fields. Mm. Uh Montgomery's running the ball pretty good. Um their offense, you know, he's just a kid fields. He's struggling at times a lot. Your boy Kemet. Um he's got like 50-something catches, yeah. you know. Uh, Jimmy Grant did some things last week. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Bears will do enough, Jerry. We'll get into the picks, I guess, whatever later. But I think the Bears will do enough in Chicago. I think it's supposed to be really cold in Chicago.
1: Spoiler, Chris. I'm with you on this one again. So. Yeah,
2: to to take out the Giants because the Giants just can't score more than six points. <laughs> and this is no slouch bear defense. They're going to get some guys back this week. And, it, you know, they got a guy with 17 sacks, dude. I mean, Robert Quinn's got it's 17 sacks. Yeah. It's a, it's crazy. So, hey Jerry, just quick, you know, quickly in on offense. One, you know, Andrew Thomas, pass pro wise, has been excellent. I think he's given yeah. one sack this year.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, look, the run blocking, we'd like to see a little bit more, especially getting to that second level, you know. But he's got a bad wheel too, you know. Right. Um, but I tell you what, dude, going into twenty twenty two for that kid, at least you know you have a left tackle, and I like to see him. I like to see him be fully healthy one season, Jerry. You yeah, know. Right. Right. Hopefully next season he's fully healthy. And then the rest of the line they're going to have to work on. We all know that. Um, but at least that's one positive. It is one positive and it, And left the
1: tackle's the, the most important. But, yeah, it, it's yeah.
2: – Yeah.
1: Gates, that's Lemieux, you need at least two, probably three guys. You probably need three. Yeah. So.
2: so, you know, the, that's where we're at, Jerry. Uh, they're very – the Giants should be very proud of themselves. They are no longer 32nd in red zone offense. They're now 31st. Sweet. That's Hang an accomplishment. That, guys, huh? That's an accomplishment. So, no. uh there we are, Jerry. Uh, just a game that's meaningless. It's a draft pick game. You know, Giants. If the Giants lose, they, you know, they stay at that pretty high spot. If they win, they're gonna move up a few or whatever. And the Bears, yeah. they'll be six and seven. What the hell did that? Fuck it is No, yeah, so, and, you, and you
1: gotta start watching what the Jets and, and Texans do. But yeah, they, they're they're playing. Well, who would have thought that the Texans would beat the Chargers?
2: Well, the Jets got what, Jerry? Four wins yeah, What's that? The Jets got four wins, right? The Jets yeah, ahead Texans of us. Are they? are all,
1: they're all tied, but they're ahead because of strength of schedule. So they're ahead
2: because of strength of schedule. So yeah. I look at the Jets' schedule. They're not going to win a game, probably. I know. They, they play Tampa Bay and Buffalo. It's so they're, right. they're not That's winning. It. Um, the who Texans else, Jerry? Is,
1: uh, the Texans is tough, too. I forgot. And Houston's
2: got what, four wins now?
1: Yeah, they're four <laughs> as well.
2: And they're ahead of us, strength of schedule, you said? Yeah. I don't think they're going to win a game, too, the rest of year. I so you. I don't think they look-
1: they're going to beat the Chargers, but I mean, how are they going to win yeah. again? I I
2: forget who they play. Yeah, I forget who they play. I think they play two is it the 49ers? No. no. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the 49ers. One of them might be yeah, maybe Houston's in San Francisco this week. Yes, so. you might be right in that. Yes. Yeah. And I think they play last game against the Colts or something. Whatever it is. Or Tennessee, it is, whatever it is, it, it is. the 49ers. Okay, so the, the 49ers will win that game. They need that game. And the last game, I think, is against the Tennessee, I think. Tennessee. And they're going to need that game. So they're, they're not going to win a game. Barring a major upset, but they're probably not going to win. So you're looking at the Giants being around five, right? Yeah. All right. There you
1: go. There's your boy, Kyle Hamilton at five. <laughs> Just go again. No. All right. God. We have we have Tino. We have ten in the audience. This is a, it's freaking Riverside. It looks new the way they did this. It used to they used to pop up. So I'm going to click invite and pray to God that not all ten show up at once.
2: Well, that would be interesting. Yeah.
1: Here we go. Sergeant. <laughs> oh, Sergeant Mayhem admitting. Boy. This guy tweets everything from us. And I'm letting him in now. What's up, man? Sergeant Mayhem. All right. Yeah. What's going on, man? All right.
3: So there's a for the guys in the lobby, there's a button on the bottom that says start live call. Oh, it and it makes you put in your name and a question. And then tell them if ah. you're headphones or not.
1: Oh, thanks. So, buddy. Chat, that's where it's at. Awesome. Um, you want to tweet guys, that, Terry? You um, think we should tweet that. Oh, now, now they're doing it. Adam's next. All right, oh, good. Was, We're there in. we go. Sergeant, so, by the way, I got to thank awesome. you. I got to thank you first. You yeah. retweet everything we put out, man. Like, you're, the, you're awesome. I don't retweet everything, but I do like everything. No, um, he likes
3: everything more than retweet. But can I ask you something? Right. How the hell do you do yeah. that so fast? <laughs> Are you on his Twitter 24 hours a-, a day? I have new, I have notifications on for you guys. Oh, you, guys the only, you guys are the only Twitter account. I have your first What's
2: your first name, bro? Joe, Joe, I gotta be honest with you. There's a few people like we'll throw stuff out there and I see it like liked instantly. I'm like, this can't be <laughs> no way. These people on Twitter this fast,
3: you know? Well, f- it comes up in the notification bar on my oh, phone, and I can just like it right, right. from there. Did
2: you know I that, Jimmy? Jerry? Um, Jerry probably knew that. He's he's good with his tech stuff.
1: Did you know that, Jerry? I, I don't think I. I don't know if what I have set notifications for. So, oh, where
2: are you from, Joe?
1: Um, I actually
3: believe it or not, I'm originally from Long Island.
2: Okay, but where I live you now? in
3: Colorado now.
2: Oh, you in Colo-
4: Colorado? Yeah. Okay. Cool.
3: All right. Colorado. What's um, on your mind? So, I I. I've been doing a little, like, I. this is like the first or second year that I'm really into more of the metrics of football as opposed to just turning it on and watching a game. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's been bothering me that I've been doing a little digging on. And everybody talks about the offensive line. Um, I did a little research, and it looks like from 1999 to last year, the Giants have used 23 draft picks on (laughs) offensive linemen Mm-hmm. And only five have made it out past their rookie deal. The last one mm-hmm. being Justin Pugh, who I'm assuming was I think it was just his fifth year option. But prior to that, it was like Chris Snee, Dave Deal, like the Super Bowl winning offensive lineman. Yeah. Why can't this team like with not just not just not just linemen, but with um with any position? Why can't they just develop these guys? It's they send these guys off to other teams and they they do well. You know, it's like somebody else decides to put in the work and then we're just like, oh, you've been here a year or two and you're not panning out, so off you go to somebody else's practice squad. And next thing you know, they're like a starting
1: lineman somewhere will I'll start with this. I mean, there's a couple things, right? First off, we seem to let go of guys that we don't know what we have and then we hang on to them too long, right? Like, example... Like okay, he's not lighting it up, but why couldn't Pat Shermer try Eric Flowers at guard? And it was asked of him. I was, it was one of the press conferences I was sitting at when someone asked him, "Are you going to consider playing him at guard?" And Shermer just said, "No, he's a tackle." And it was never brought up again. It was never discussed. And to your point about Pew, I think Weston Richburg's another one. He went on and look, he didn't light it up, but he was serviceable. Well, you know right? the funny thing is, is I I actually saw
3: Weston Richburg play a bunch because I live. State. In Colorado State? Yeah, Colorado State. So I saw him play a bunch, and then when he got drafted by the Giants, I was psyched. They were all
1: ecstatic. He was the and then one nothing. Yeah, right. Well, also, also, though, remember, who the hell? They put someone else at center first, and they moved they Richburg did. to guard. It they was J.D. Richburg Walton. J.D. Walton, who yep. his foot and ankle were so bad – They've mangled with Denver, and they put him at center, and it was like, why are you not playing Richburg at center? So they started right. him at guard. So that, that's a, that's one example. Like, why square peg round hole, guys? Yeah, they immediately
3: set guys up to fail, yeah, and then when they fail, mm-hmm. they just ship them off somewhere else, and then they get stuck back where they should have been playing, right? And like, utilized properly, and
2: yeah, and that's... we're just stuck on the sidelines going, damn, we just let that guy go. Well, that's. Joe, that's frick, that's coaching, brother. That's drafting. Okay, that's just all part of the shit show that's been going on in this organization <laughs> yeah. for a while. And, and and like JD, you know, like, like Jerry just said, JD, uh, you know, JD Walton. I was like, what are we looking at here? I mean, you should remember him, Joe. He was with the Broncos, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, look, they move on and, and they become. And they've been starting for the team, stuff like that. And you see some of these defensive guys, uh, you know, even the Jonathan Hankins, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And it makes you say to yourself, okay, so what are we doing in this building? Right. Right. And I could I can tell you this, Joe, you know, you might want to tune in to the next, do you, do you listen to all the podcasts, Joe? All of them. Well, you make sure you all listen to next week because I've got to get into it. And it, everybody has a hand in this, bro. From the littlest scout to the regionals, to the Midwest scouts, to the director of scouting, to everybody. And, you know, this is why this team is in the state, because they're drafting guys, you know, that are maybe third or fourth-round talent. They're making first, second-round picks. They go to the teams. All right, they're serviceable to other teams. They're not bad. They, they so what does that tell you? That that tells you they're not coached up right when they were here, bro. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: If, they're, if they're all of a sudden up in another level on another team, well, guess what, Joe? They're getting coached up better than that team. Right. Okay? Yeah. They're getting coached yeah, up better than that team. Or oh, they're in a better scheme. Or, or better yet, Joe, they're fitting this scheme they're in. It could be a, a zone runs, gap runs, uh, counters, whatever. The, their scheme is better fit for their talent. All right? Now, Judge talks about this all the time. Oh no, We're going to put our guys, and we're going to make sure we... Forget about... Don't, don't tell me what they don't do. Tell me what they do do. Well, I tell you what, Joe... What are we seeing the last two years? I'm talking about Joe Judge. Tell me, Joe Judge. Oh, I know. I know. What are you? Ta- what are we seeing that you are putting these guys where they do? You know, it's what they ex- what they excel at. I don't see it. You know, you yeah. can talk a great game, but I don't see it. You know I what I mean, mean? None of
3: us see it. I mean, we see the product on the field on Sundays, and it's right. It's ridiculous.
2: So you know what, Joe? And this is Sergeant uh, Sergeant Joe. Now you know. You know what, Joe? Uh, you, you go to another team, and they, fit, they actually put in what you do well or your scheme-wise well, and this is one of some of the reasons why these guys, are, I, 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 they play better in another organization. Okay? Because yeah. there's, a of, there's a lot of stuff here going on in this building. Like, and, you, and like Jerry just said, not that Eric Flowers is some kind of pro bowl guard now. He's not. He still does a lot of the same stuff watching him. But, but he earned himself another contract with Washington okay right. yep right yep. he's kind of he's kind of found the whole he's he's kind of found a home okay at the guard position so what right so joe so why did not the giants say you know what we, let's look at eric he can't he can't block any outside he can't block speed guy let's look at him let him play next to some space you know I mean? uh, uh, let, let's cut down his space play inside and see what he could do never happened one of the many reasons joe why this organization has lost seven last seven last eight years double digits?
3: Well, the other thing, Chris, is I'm I'm really afraid now. Now with like it, the history shows that you know we're not developing these guys. And what happens? What happens to Matt Pert next season? Well well, obviously it, we're gonna kind of put a pin in that because he's probably gonna be out a majority yeah, we'll of next year. Yeah, with probably this, with yeah with the new injury. yeah but, I, I hear you. John. You know yeah, if he comes yeah. back like. Are we just going to uh, like we're just going to cut bait on Matt Pert when we can just kick him inside and try him at guard at least. You know? Sure. Or like god forbid we 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 draft three offensive linemen in the upcoming draft and we mismanage them completely.
5: <laughs>
3: like true. I'm a big That's fan a- I'm a big fan of the of the kid from NC State.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um Akeem yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah,
3: Yeah. He is Unbelievable. And then mm. I'm thinking about how much I want us to draft him, but then I don't because I don't want them to stunt his career by mismanaging his talent.
1: Yeah, it yeah seems, it, it's okay, okay, I was guys, gonna say, I I was gonna say taking it's, up too much time. I was, we here, got to so. waiting. I was gonna say it seems like the only guy they seem to do that with is Nick Gates, where they try they've tried him at different spots. But you're right. I I you know, even if if, if Perk can be healthy by uh, September, say. That's a stretch probably. Uh, would they try him in a different position? I don't know. But, Joe, thanks, Sergeant Joe. Thanks for for checking in, man. We really appreciate it, dude. And thanks, thanks for fellas. the we, I,
3: I, I know I speak for everybody when I say we appreciate um, everything that you guys do as far as getting us through these Thank uh, you. Wilderness Years 2.0, there let's it call is. it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. you're right, nice. Joe. Thank you, Joe. All right. Be thanks. safe,
2: brother. See you.
1: I'm admitting I'm admitting Adam now. Adam's been waiting. What's up, Adam? Hey, guys.
5: How are you? Hey, man. Adam, what's up? I spoke to you guys uh, the first time you ever did something yeah. like this. Up, um,
2: You're a Manhattan guy.
5: Uh, that's correct. Man, I was the man, guy who said, boy, I was all in on Judge, and Belichick recommended him, and it was definitely all that stuff. Boy, what a year, what a difference of nine months. Um, are you still all in? No, I am not all in. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm all in on on. Uh, on sadness and apathy and everything else that you wanted to describe this organization, let's be honest, your podcasts are more interesting than games. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) you. (laughs) They really do because, I mean, listen, it it comes out, you're angry and you're apathetic and you have, you know, you hear the leaks that go on, you know, whether it be on draft picks, what they're going to do, or, you know, what's going to happen here that they're, they're already decided about judges here And that and that Jones decision, the Jones decision is going to be what it is. You have to keep him for next year just because of his contract, and you just don't pick up that option. Um, I don't. I don't think. Listen, for me, you know, Jones is like someone you date. It like says, are you going to marry that person? And you're not sure. And if you're not (laughs) sure, that's an answer. And he just does not move within the pocket like any other quarterback does. He he still does the same things, and he's like listen. He works hard. He's a good guy. You know he 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 has he fits to the, what they want as a quarterback, but it just doesn't come together. And if you have to make that, it's always let's we got. I need more information. That is information. I guess the thing is, we, you know, you know, when, as a fan looking at a team here and, and what they're going to do here in terms of a GM search and how that's going to be. And you read all these articles that are coming out now about, you know, a lot of people going after him, the former scouts and all that stuff. And you're Mm -hmm. seeing that. You don't even know what to believe. But we can agree that there is a fundamental problem here with the ownership um, and what's gone on here with Mara and whether it be the nepotism,
2: his brother. Adam, quick question. You you listen to every podcast, right? I do. Have you heard me say the last month or so about how to – how these people that are personnel evaluators are horrible and everybody's got to get cleaned out of the building? Have you heard me say that? I, I agree, but will it happen? No, no, listen. No, I'm getting to a point. You've heard me say that, right? Yes, I have
0: my Rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
2: How people are leaking that out now on social media. Ex-scouts are saying that this guy can't evaluate. This guy can't evaluate. This guy should be gone. They kept this guy way too long. Have you noticed that coming out now? I do. This Always. is what I've been saying. Look, when I say something, Adam, I don't. I just don't say like somebody's blowhards. They just try to get clickbait and they try to say things. I say that because people who I know. Are reliable are telling me this, so now it's starting to come out. Point being, what I'm saying, Adam, is that everybody's got to go, brother. Everybody's there's too many people on. As call banks would say, there's too many people on scholarship in that building.
1: We agree. There's no
2: accountability in that building.
1: Uh, Adam, your concern is it's not going to happen. Yeah, how do you? I
5: mean, I, 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 I don't I, blame you. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but you know this. The Abrams, you know, listen. The First thing comes down to Abrams. Okay, <laughs> if a- if Abrams is there, we're at, we're done. He, Let's he, it's over. don't worry about that. He's not going to get the job. Okay, I, I know I hear you, but this ownership is is just you know what it is. So the question is is you know how much power does Judge have? Okay, with with in terms of – because you don't even know who's making the decision in terms of the evaluation of these players. You know you know how they drafted. I thought Judge had more of a role here because you know yeah. with, with the Georgia and Alabama with with smart with. You know, guys like McKinney and Thomas, those picks were made like the way they were. Gettleman's call. All Gettleman. Gettleman right? made the decisions. So the question is, is how do you, you know, the job is, it's New York Giants. They treat people well. How do you make this job appealing if they're going outside this organization when you're already making the decisions that you're making before you ever
2: even started a search? Well, what has to happen, Adam, is this. Look, there's going to be some guys are going to be very, look, it's a very appealing job no matter what. It's going to be an appealing job. It's the Giants. It will be an appealing job. Okay. But the guy that's coming in might look if it's a New England connected guy, might say, you know, listen, I know Joe. We're going to, I have no problem. We'll keep, you know, I have no problem working with him. I'll give him time, a year, whatever. But he's going to have to make changes here, here, and here. If John Maris says, well, that's going to be up to Joe and, you know, I love him and all that stuff, then you're not going to get your guy. You're right. not gonna get your guy. So, the, but here's the thing: and this is gonna be a huge hire next month, a uh, couple weeks. When I talk about this, is gonna be a huge hire because the guy that comes in in here is gonna have to say, "John, this has to be done." Boom, boom, boom. And Mavis gonna have to say, "You know, no, it's your show. You do it." Now, if Mavis starts butting in and saying, "Oh no, I like Jeremy Foley. No, I want him to be still director of close post. Oh, I want this guy. I like him. He gets me coffee. I want him." then it's going to be the same shit show over and over. If Mara doesn't change in his philosophy and what they're doing in that building, Adam, it's going to be the same thing over and over, but with a different name attached to it. The good thing thing is, Adam, I
1: think you're going to know very quickly based on who they hire and how quickly the moves happen. So right now we're in limbo of maybe the worst two games I've ever wanted to watch in my life. The most apathetic, ambivalent feeling I've ever had watching two games, Bears-Washington. I, but I think the second this ends and whoever they hire, you're going to know quickly the conversations that have happened based on the moves that they're doing. I it, I, I think it's just going to be something very quick.
5: I mean, Chris, doesn't this remind you of the nostalgic Jerry Goldstein days right Absolutely. now with these quarterbacks? But here's Absolutely. the thing. But here's the thing. When a report from Schechter comes out like it did on Sunday, right?
2: What do you say? When, I don't remember. Tell him, when
5: Sector says that, hey, Joe Judge coming is going to come back yeah. and yeah. Jones is your quarterback, yeah. when that yeah. when decision is already made, how does that give you confidence yeah. that they are going to do the right thing, that that's
2: already out there? Adam, I have zero confidence. <laughs> Adam, listen to me. I
1: know.
2: <laughs> zero right. confidence in John Mara and what he's going to do. Yeah. Zero. Mm. Okay. Now, we'll see who they bring in. But if you're asking me – now, he could turn around, John, and bring in a guy, a young mind, maybe the uh, guy from India, the guy from New England If Bill decides to let him walk. Uh, it could be a, maybe a guy who's been around the block, like a Pioli, whatever it might be, and we'll see. you know, Because a guy like Pioli comes in and goes, no, John, I'm doing it. I'm bringing in my tree now of scouts, and we're going to do this. And then you could say, okay, this might work. But you're asking me if I have confidence in John Marrow. He's going to do the right thing right now. What confidence could you have in him?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, since
2: his dad died, yeah. he's he's this organization's gone
1: down. Well, we're supposed to make you feel better, Adam. It's not. No, you know, it's, it's it, not going to happen. One 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 other
5: thing, and I, I know this is and listen, I, You know, is all about his. You know, he's so insecure, right? He didn't go in. You know, the halftime. You know, the halftime. You know, the retirements of what Strahan, and you know, he didn't like getting booed. Would you ever have a role for Eli Manning in this organization?
1: I think if Eli Manning wanted it, it it's it's there, right? Chris? I think if Eli
2: wanted it, yeah. it's there.
5: You know, yeah. you think about credibility, right? That would give him. He, I could just see as weird as that sounds, right? You no, know, here not he not is weird. still in, I mean, could you it's see him? You know, in no. terms of maybe like you know, like a president of the organization. Well, look, look, thing? Adam, look who the president of football operations is in Miami. No, no, Miami.
2: It's Dan Marino. It's Marino, right?
5: And then you got so, Chris
2: Greer and Brian Flores working together. And then you got them reporting to Marino. And then Marino's reporting to the owner, wrong, Ross, yeah, saying, Ross. hey, listen, we got to do this. This is what I've been calling for, Adam. They, right. they should have a president of football operations who's like a concierge in, a, you know, in, in, in New York here. You know, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. like a concierge. <laughs> no, says, I, gonna I'm this guy. We're going to whack this guy. We're going to whack this guy. I'm going to handle it, John. John, do me a favor. Stick your nose at us. I'll take care of it. And that's why I wish a Phil Sims would be interested in it. Something I, like that. I, I really just, do.
5: I just wonder if he would reach out to someone like Eli or something like
2: that. There because he's so. Well, Eli, is in the building. Eli has that community job, whatever he's doing, you know, but I don't think Eli. So here's the thing, Adam. And this is why I talked to Carl Banks. You know, so many people ask Carl about being a coach, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They don't want to be there from five in the morning to 12 o'clock at night. Right. He's they don't want kids. to do those Adam Adam. Yeah. They don't want to do those hours, dude.
5: No, I agree. I Eli has young kids, it. and Eli has young kids. He's not gonna he's want got young kids. Right. He
2: likes what he's doing. He could do his business. He does his commercials now. If you get a lot of money doing that stuff, right? He's making a boatload of money. He's doing Monday night games from his basement. Yeah. Now you, now you, now you do that, and it's like whoa! Now you gotta be there five in the morning. You gotta eat all that stuff. One last question for you guys. Yeah. Do you know? You
5: know. Listen, he did a sham of a whole process when he used the Corsi. To get to Gettleman, right, as an advisor, <laughs> and he kept that in house. He interviewed, you know, Abrams, Ross, Gettleman, and Lewis Riddick, right? Who are they going to? Who is helping them this time? Don't know, right? Nobody yet that I know of. No, and that, that's another thing, right? You you, you you already heard reports that Dodd at Dodd, already. That Peter I think Peter King reported that that yeah. he didn't have an interest in the job. Yeah. That's The fact that that's out there like that, that's well, concerning. But,
2: but Adam, this is why I've been tweeting, and this is why I've been talking about, hey, John, shut your mouth about Judge. Stop putting it out there. I'm what has this guy done that you say, oh, I love him. He's going to be out like. Are you kidding
1: me? The PowerPoint presentation must have been awesome on day one, Adam. That's
5: all I can think yeah, about, man. Yeah, it, it must have been, boy. <laughs> but I, listen, I, I, I do a about face. You know, you, you you have that probability percentage. How What what percentage of the fan base wants to judge? I want the right person in here yeah. to to oversee this organization because they are antiquated and behind the times. And it, there there is so – I mean, the cap space – they're, they're so many years away. You know, we talk about draft position. We look at these draft picks. It does not matter unless you have the right person making these selections. Yeah, you can you can go all you want on that. Absolutely. You know, I look at it and like, oh, they should draft the you know the, the kid from Iowa, the kid you know, you know, yeah. the, you know the offensive lineman from Alabama or North NC State, you know, and all that stuff, or the you know Hutchinson or the kid from Purdue. It doesn't matter because if you don't believe in the people who are making these selections right.
1: you're done and then we I mean, right. just had a call the guy chimed in uh, Sergeant Mayhem and then developing those guys that, you have to develop a, them too can't it, can't it, ruin them
5: it's it's a key thing here yeah. i mean listen we were we we were raised on linebackers okay yeah, right. i mean you know side to side other teams have not this organization for some reason they don't they just don't believe in it. and now obviously losing <laughs> martinez hurt but you know Michael Parsons would have made a big difference. Everyone said there was a mm. character issue with him. You had a guy on for your, on your draft preview. Yeah. That never came out. Yeah. And you that. know what? They passed on him. I mean, would you trade Tony and that first-round pick of Chicago for Parsons right nah. now?
2: No. Nah. And you know what? From yeah. what I understand, that didn't really scare Gettleman. The, the, this, you know, the couple of things that Parsons had going on in college, whatever it might have been. That didn't even scare, Gettleman. Which is even worse because, because, because that's
1: you know, even, that makes it even worse. Tony, right,
2: exactly. Tony didn't have it, Kadarius. Tony didn't have this angelic background. either in Florida. Right.
1: Right. right.
2: So, so no, so he I just make, he wanted another weapon. He yeah. got another draft pick, and he thought he made the move of the century.
5: But that even explains it further, right? If you're building, if you're building an offense, you start. They started from the outside and and forgot the inside. You have to start on the inside with the line and then go outside. Exact same mistake. You added all these guys, like you know Rudolph. Really the, and, it's you really know. the
1: exact same mistake Reese made. And it's at least, stupid. At, at least Reese tried with Flowers, uh, Pew, and Richburg. Pugh and Richburg. But, yeah, yep. it was a lot of building from the outside. Adam,
2: Adam we got people on the line, but yep, I'm, I'm no going to leave you with this one thing. Yes, guys. Dave comes in and says he's a hog molly guy. Well, there was a hog molly at 11 and Rashawn Slater. Yep. Yep. He traded back and took a receiver. Enough said. Enough said. Thank you. Good okay, later, guys. Do great
5: thanks, work. Man. Take care, Adam. See you all, well, guys. Thank you,
1: <laughs> Trevor Donnelly chiming in. What's up, guys? You here? Hey, hear man. Me? What's going on? Not much. I was, just, I was just thinking
3: too. It's like with injuries this season, it's like us and the Ravens like, just seem to get like clobbered. I think at one point, you have to start questioning the training staff and like how these guys like with the injury prevention? Because it seems like every week we're just like losing more people, like week in a week out.
2: Trevor, you look around the league, dude, and there's so many guys with these quads and hamstrings. I think it's the way these guys train, Trevor. I, I can't just blame Ronnie Barnes and, and their guys because, look, if nobody else was going through these injuries with quads and ham, I'd be like, what the hell's going But the whole league is doing it, dude. I, I, it's the way these guys are training, man. They're not training for football. They're training. I mean, it's I never see any – how can a quad get pulled? It's the biggest muscle. <laughs> uh, you know what, Trevor. I can't go there. I can't just blame the training staff because it's all over the damn league. It's all over the damn league. What these guys do in the offseason, I don't think that they're, they're not trained for football, bro. For football, you know. And then, not to mention, Trevor, okay, these practices now, right, during the week, yeah. they're bullshit. It's like now, Wednesdays, Wednesdays now are down to one hour. Yeah. And they're just a walkthrough, basically. And training, no camp. training camp too, Chris, ain't what it used to be. Training camp's in shorts. They do a little running, some pads here and there. Nobody hits anymore. So you're not running Thursday and Friday, not too much running. They work on your game plan. They stop. They do this. Dude, you got, you're a receiver. You're the skilled positions. you got to run, bro. These guys are not even running anymore in practices. A little bit. It's like. And I blame the players' union on this. They, the players' union wanted all this cut-downs, training camp, practice during the week. Now practices are one hour on Wednesdays. All of a sudden, everybody – I talked to, talk to Mike Quick at the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, the old, the old Eagle, Mike Quick. He's associated with the Eagles. And he just shakes his head. He goes, yeah, he goes, we're practicing an hour depending on what the trainer says. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is football. So I blame the players' union on a lot of this stuff, bro, because they're not working football-wise anymore, man. It's ridiculous. And, and they better look into it because so many guys are out this year. I have never seen, Trevor, and I've been watching football since the 70s, I have never seen so many quad injuries. And, dude, and you don't have to listen to me. You, Carl Banks says it all the time. I've talked to guys from all the teams, and I see them on Sunday, the giant games. Everybody's perplexed by, like, what's going on? You know? They don't train, like, for football-wise anymore, you know? So I I can't go to Jeff. I don't know how you feel, Jeff. I I just can't blame Ronnie Bonds and his No, it's funny. The first person, I think,
1: that started this, and don't think I'm nuts, but in in 98, Seahorn tears his ACL, tragically, in a preseason game, returning kicks. All offseason, he was training with Todd Marinovich's father and doing all this weird weightlifting. And he put on like 30 pounds. He went from like 190 to 220 when he came back. He looked like a linebacker. And he started pulling all these muscles in his legs and everything. And I thought, what the hell kind of training are you doing? And I just think it's that. T- I, that's the first person I remember doing that. And I just think, like Chris said, that type of training is so prevalent now. And I know they watch their calories and these guys are all over them. But I don't, like Chris said, I don't think they're training. I don't know if they're training Tra- for football anymore.
2: Yeah, uh, Trevor. I mean. In training camp, they got these little devices on to make sure they're not running, they're not running more than a quarter mile or 400 feet or 300, 200 yards. I mean, what are we doing here? But
3: okay. it's like, what are the odds that Isaiah Wilson gets some minutes this season? Or is it just being
2: hopeful that he gets in? Well, Isaiah Wilson? Well, he lost, look, yeah, I got to be honest tackle. with you. Yeah, when he, when he first came in, Isaiah, I said, there's no way this kid, you're going to see this kid this year. He looked like a house. He's trimmed down. He's working hard. You might see him at guard. They're flexing him. They're they playing him at guard in tackle, in practice. Um, so is there a chance? well, look, they went with Corey Cunningham last week after Perk got hurt. But now that Perk's down, I think you could you might see some reps out of Wilson either at guard or tackle, coming up. I think you might see him get some reps. Not at Perk's down. Right, that- not at Perk's out. Yeah, because you got Corey mm-hmm. Cunningham going to be playing right tackle. You know, and, and I can see him working in with a little with Isaiah a little bit Sunday.
3: All right, that's all I got to let someone else get in. Trevor,
2: thank thanks, you man, appreciate it, bud. Thank you, Trevor. Take care of yourself. All right, now we got a
1: we got the biggest Daniel Jones fan probably on earth, Brian well, Forrest, you know, baby.
6: You know my 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 name was ringing out from your lips there, Jerry. So often, you know, we get so many shout outs, I felt obligated. Oh, of me.
1: course, man. How you doing? Yeah.
6: I mean, I, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I just uh, you know i I just want to say first, you know, I I, uh, I feel for you guys. Uh, I feel for all the, same, the fan base. I feel the same way. Feel sad. You know, I could hear it in your voice there. And and it's, you know, when you do the opens from the uh, post game reactions, and uh, it's not because you know I sent you a Daniel Jones jersey instead of another Yankee candle, but um, <laughs> it, it's uh, you know it's it's tough. So I I, I get it. So uh, you know, we just gotta muddle through it and and get to the draft, get a new GM in here, and and uh, a new officers Nah, team.
2: Dave, Dave's done a good job. He deserves another four years.
6: yeah you can't even say that without laughing well it's Um, funny
1: because someone called in before brian and said uh they enjoy the podcast more than the games and i felt like saying so do we (laughs)
6: know
1: like talking to chris for an hour shooting the shit talking about this team rather than watching it so go ahead i'm sorry man
6: no that's okay um so I had a question. So this came up. I was in some. I was in a Twitter space last night, and we were talking about um, you know the offensive coordinator position that will yeah. uh, hopefully open up here as we go through. And you know we need a new scheme. I think everyone kind of hopefully understands that by now. We need a scheme that speaks to our you know our strengths and um, and it's the modern NFL offense. And the scheme is broken the way the way it's currently constituted. Yes. So the question came up about how attractive is the OC position, given the fact that um, you know. Know, judge could be a lame duck. You could argue that, right? If we have another disaster next year, you know, are they going to? He could get launched And a potential OC coordinator may look at that and say, "Oh, well, you know, do I want to walk into that? Walk into that situation with a, a gun pointed at my head?" My point when that was brought up was my answer to that was that you know this is still New York. This is still the New York Giants. It's an iconic franchise in the NFL, and that you know, and and what better way to burnish your credentials when you want to advance your career? Um, to say that you went into a, a real bad situation with the Giants office and even even made it serviceable, right? It mm-hmm. took, it, took something broken and made it serviceable. But Oh, God, God forbid we actually make it actually a strength, make it, make it something that actually can, can be a reason why we're winning games uh, next year. And so just want to get your take on, on, on that sort of uh, dichotomy between the, the, the two schools of thought on the uh, OC coordinator uh, position.
2: Yeah, well, I'm going to go, Jerry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, like you just said, you know, somebody asked us about GM a little while ago about, you know, uh, who would want to come here. And I said, look, this is still the Giants. All right, this is still New York. And it's still the Giants. So It's funny you say that because as far as the OC, you know, you're going to get a guy that's going to get promoted to OC. You're not getting a lateral move. Nobody's coming from the Lions or somebody, somebody coming from the Chargers. Okay, he's going to be right. OC. No, you're not getting a lateral of... It was very strange when Graham did that lateral move two years ago. That was, that was very strange. So you're not getting a lateral move from another team. You're going to get a guy that's going to get promoted. Everybody in this business as a coach, when you're an assistant, you want to get promoted. Right. Nobody's going to turn that down because they're going to be thinking about, well, what if it doesn't work out? No, you're going to be thinking like, okay, I'm going to go in there and we're going to get a functional offense and we're going to succeed. And everything's going to be going with Judge, and Nobody's going to be thinking about, well, you know, do I really want this because judge might not be, hitting? no, that could be thinking it's, Whoever gets hired as an offensive – and Freddie Kitchens is not coming back as offensive coordinator. Right. Okay? He, you know, whatever the hell Freddie's doing next year, whatever the hell he does, whatever the hell he does, just – I don't want to see him anymore either. Okay? <laughs> He's not coming back. He's not coming back with Judge next year. Right. Okay? So, whoever gets it is going to be maybe some somebody from college. That's a coordinator in college. Yeah. Obviously, if you're a coordinator for, say, argument's sake, Oregon, and now you become up with a – that's a huge step. No, sure. You know, Oregon and the Giants, you know, no matter, even though the Giants' offense is worse than Oregon's, but still – you know, it's still a step up. You know, so whoever right. it is is going to step up. That's the, you know, nobody's going to be turning that down because of, well, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's not the way it works with these guys. You know, they don't think along the lines of that. You know?
1: Brian, I, I would look at it like if you, if I'm the offensive coordinator coming in, if I can make the Giants offense move and productive, that's uh, that's a resume builder right there alone. You might be in the Hall of Fame, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that alone, it's like, oh, I can put this okay. on my resume. I mean, the Giants function. So,
6: yeah,
2: but it's a good question. So. Don't worry. I wouldn't worry about that, Bryce. You know, guys don't think along the lines that that they, they get promoted to coordinator is a big step, big promotion. You know, and the next step, if you do obviously if you succeed, is what everybody basically wants, and that's head coach. So don't, don't worry about that. They don't think along the lines of, oh, I don't know, judge. You what I'm not going to. No, that that's not the way they think. These guys. That's a big time promotion, to be running offense. You know. So. I
6: agree. I agree. That was my thought process as well. And and I'll just say for the record, not to be um, you know the, again the new Lisa, but you know I I think that you know these uh, and I love Lisa. Uh, hi, Lisa. Uh, but
2: Are you going to rip Eli Manning before we start?
6: Well, no. <laughs> Actually, what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen, uh, guys? Is uh, Chris? Is what's going to happen is then fifteen years. After a couple of Super Bowls, you know, uh, we're going to be the same thing where I'm, I'm going to be the new Lisa, so Jerry's going to be taking shots at, 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 at Daniel Jones, and then, you, and then you're going to be pushing back and, and saying my name. So we're, history is going to repeat itself. Listen, I so hope you're,
2: you're so. right. So oh, you want Daniel back? Oh, yeah.
6: He does. Jerry. I mean, yeah, he does,
2: Chris. Come Am I missing something? I, 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 I'm sorry. On. Am I missing something? Are you a big-time Jones supporter, Duke,
1: Jerry? He's a Duke guy.
2: Uh, oh, you're a Duke guy? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay, bro. I didn't know that. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't know yeah.
6: that. Okay. Yeah, you so guys drafted, you guys drafted my quarterback. You know, I have been a Patriots fan since the uh seventies, you know, in the Stanley Morgan days. You know, you'll remember that name. Uh
2: Steve, uh, Grogan, days. Steve, Steve Grogan days. Steve
6: Grogan days, exactly. So uh, you know, and so you know sometimes you know, Giants fan base has been very welcoming to me. Uh, I've only had a few try to call me and say, "Well, you can't be a Giants fan and a Patriots fan." But uh, you know, that's really been the minority. Uh, you live up in Ma- where, where do you live, Bry? Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, you're live
4: in North, North Carolina. Carolina. are you always in North Carolina? No, no. I lived
6: in Westboro, Massachusetts, when I was a oh, little yeah. kid. Uh, so you're a Red up. Sox fan? Red Sox, yeah, oh, exactly. I love you, Red Brian. Ah,
2: now I know yeah. I love you now. Bro. Yeah, so it's, it's, you. You,
6: it's you and me, Chris, against Jerry right you. there. So
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 me and you against the world,
6: brother. That's- <laughs> Brian,
1: That's real quick, right. you in the medical field?
6: I am actually. I'm in medical devices, so we make a device that treats okay. uh, brain cancer, brain tumors. Nice.
1: Yep. I saw the, oh, yeah, the scrubs. I didn't know yeah. that,
2: Brian. Good for you, brother. Yeah. Nice yeah. job. Real heroes of this world, brother.
6: Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's great to talk to you guys again. You know, I, I, uh, I'm glad glad to talk to you and just hang in there. And I, I like how, I like the sentiment you expressed that often. Also, hang in there. I think you're going to get better, and uh, let's go get them next year and let's get the draft uh, Excellent, going. Excellent. Yeah, how
2: about your boy Jones, too? You know Daniel <laughs> you know
6: uh, you know my guy Jones he's gonna be just fine I mean let's let's get let's okay. get something that's an actual uh, an actual offensive line right let's get a good scheme so he's not running for his life back there and uh he's just me just fine I mean you saw you saw the Saints game right he threw it for 400 yards man come on <laughs> halfway decent a halfway decent halfway functional offensive line and uh and hey, he, Brian uh, I could tell you this bro.
2: And I can tell you this, Brian. Uh, getting to know Daniel the last few years, he, he's just an absolute great kid, bro. Just an—I I mean, I—I. I, it kills me that the kid, you know, is going through some things, and I hope—I hope he succeeds. And you know, i i am pretty sure he's going get another year, and I hope he succeeds because I love the kid. He's just a great kid, Brian. He really is. So.
6: All right, guys. You can take care. Brian, take, take care, care of
1: yourself, bro. buddy. Of course, we got two more, then we'll do picks. All right, bud. Yep. Got Cody Hardy chiming in hey guys can- cody what's up man
2: cody what's up
1: can you hear me okay
2: yeah dude i got you, you hear us
7: perfect yeah I haven't, I haven't done this before
2: cool
7: first thing i wanted to say uh a few weeks back i asked you guys to give a shout out to my mom uh who passed away a few weeks ago and
2: oh oh that's you okay yeah yeah um yeah, well sorry we're sorry about your loss brother
7: Thank you very much. I, uh, so well, I really yes. appreciate that.
2: Well, you don't um, want to send us a picture of you and your mom?
7: Yeah, that was me. Oh,
2: All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm very, sorry, man.
7: No, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just want to say I uh, I played that for my grandparents and stepdad today because there's been a little oh. more, and uh, they were uh, all very appreciative, and it made them quite emotional just to... Uh, let more people know about my mom and uh so just thank you again I, I so, really appreciate your, so your you mom's
1: parents that. your mom's parents are alive
7: yes yes they are they're I'm both sorry, almost man. 80. Jeez.
1: wow unbelievable yeah yep.
7: Yeah, they're only daughters so it's been uh it's rough, yeah. but, been a but, uh, time
2: been a rough
7: yeah. time yeah yeah but uh one thing i wanted to show you that i thought you guys would appreciate especially okay. chris uh which i know is great for podcasting <laughs> showing stuff what yeah. it is but uh
2: is this a red sox thing there's uh if you can see it we got the giant set and the red sox hat on that so uh, ah, i know it jerry i knew you was going boston
1: yeah, there yeah. And two, two callers in a row i can just hang up now if you guys
7: want <laughs> are you all <laughs> fans red sox
4: fans cody
7: no everyone else besides my mom and i are reds so- are uh, uh yankees fans uh, oh, my mom and funny. i are red sox fans <laughs> Yeah. Also, yeah. Oh, your yeah. mom and
2: you are the Red Sox fans. Correct. Got you. Okay. All right. All right.
7: Yeah. I followed her, and I got led astray from my grandparents.
2: Well,
1: you're in better shape now, though. I mean, so so your <laughs> mom was smart, man.
7: Hey, it's always changing. It's always changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as the Giants go, the thing that drives me the most insane with this whole thing. So personnel is clearly a problem. Gettleman will be gone. We all know that it was time for Shermer to go when he went right. Mm. It, it needed to be done, but at least the thing he specialized in was offense and the offense looked good at times while he was the coach.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Joe judge his two things. I was the wide receiver coach at one point wide receivers. Haven't scored a touchdown since week seven when Dante Pettis <laughs> yeah. scored yeah. yeah, and special teams coordinator. I said coordinator word and, uh, I haven't seen a good kick return. Our punter's not very good. They do this crap that Jerry was talking about where they try to trick the team. are going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. So, what does John Matt see in Joe Judge? What is that thing that makes him in love? Because I don't get it.
2: Yeah, he, he, he just loves the way he's detailed and he's organized. And he said, look, the, the big. This... The big question is if Joe Judge has got everybody bullshitting the building. I got to be honest with you, because yeah, you know what? I, you know, the big question is going to be, yeah, you're great from Monday to Saturday, but what are you doing on Sunday, Joe? And right now, he hasn't shown he could do anything on Sunday. Last year he did, this year he hasn't. Um, you know, Mara is a guy that's he he got fooled by Gettleman. He's been fooled by people in the past, and now we got to hope that he's not totally fooled by Judge. Um, but like you said, Cody, what has he done this year, and the way this team has looked, to make you say, "Oh, I still love this guy"? Because right now, probably the only guy on the planet that could say that is John Mara. You know, uh, uh, Cody, I, the,
1: I, coverage, I, the coverage the coverage teams are great. I don't know what to tell you. You're right. I mean, I, you're exactly yeah. right. And and uh, you know why Riley Dixon is still on the team. I mean, is it a thing where if you release him after the season, you save more cat money? Maybe, but. You know, he is killing them. He started killing them. It seemed like Atlanta, on a consistent basis almost every week, you needed a big punt from him, and he came up short. And you're like, wow, that's special teams. Like you said, returns, eh, okay. He likes to kick them short sometimes. It seems like when he kicks them short, they still get to the 25-yard line. I don't know. I, we beat a dead horse on here with Judge, man. It is what it is. He Hopefully, hopefully with an infusion of talent, because it looks like he's probably coming back. Um. You know he can uh, do more, but yeah, you're, you're right. No, I I got nothing for you, Cody. I'm sorry, man.
7: Hey, as long as he's a giant, I'll root for him. So yeah, right. You know, let's. Yeah,
2: yeah, and... we'll see. You know, we'll see. But he'll probably yeah. be back.
7: Yeah, but uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got more people in here. So, uh, uh, belated Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thanks for Hang in did.
2: there, brother
1: Cody. Hang, hang in there. there and get through the holidays, but all right, man.
7: Thank you guys. Appreciate take it.
1: Take care, buddy. Take care, man. And we got one more, Chris. Dubs dribble, what's up, buddy? Hey guys,
8: can you hear me? Oh
1: man, loud and clear. Yeah, you're good. Can you hear
8: us? Yeah, right on. Sweet. So I my comment was more kind of just tongue-in-cheek. Just I can't remember if it was last year or 2019. Um that I asked you guys. I don't remember if it was in a in a for a podcast or not, but hey, when should I come out and see the giants in person? And y'all said, nah. Why don't you give it a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Save just some so, money. Ugh, yeah. That's a shame.
1: <laughs>
8: obviously, the dumpster fire that we've been experiencing <laughs> since then. But no, and I, I actually, I do have a question that, that I know you don't know the answer to. But why, for the offense especially, obviously the defense has been doing okay, right? They're, they've been doing well. But why are adjust, adjustments so hard? Why can we not adjust to the game? It's like we've got this game plan, however asinine it is, but we're going with it and nobody can tell us that we're doing wrong.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I don't know what they do half the time. I, when I feel the running games there, they'll get away from it. They'll start running when they shouldn't run it. They played charge Chargers 31st in the league against the run when they went into that game. They'd come out throwing. and Then they run in the second half when they're down thirty. I feel Devontae Booker is running better than Saquon. They run Saquon more than Devontae. Devontae's getting eight yards a pop. They go back to Saquon is getting two. I, I mean, this is what I'm talking. I mean, this is yeah. I, I,
1: you know, like Chris, I think you said it the other day. You get big gains in the running game, and then all of a sudden, it's just nobody in the backfield and shotgun. Like, who, who the hell's calling that play? Like, what are you crazy with Fromm or with Glennon? You're calling that. It's 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 play call. It's it's talent. It's play calling. It's everything but to chris's point things are working and they don't stay with it and why not what what this isn't that complicated you know know? and for for guys who spend i don't know
2: 17 hours a day at this it's this is what you got so yeah yeah i mean you've seen it the last few times they'll they'll be third and three they'll get a seven yard chunk run and they'll go empty they'll go empty backfield like what, what what are we doing freddie and I blame Judge for that, too. You yeah. know, like, you know, the buck stops with Joe. Like, what are you, like, you know, this is your guy. And you know what? You can't blame Jason Garrett anymore. This offense has been worse on the Freddie Kitchens. Worse. So, you know what? You, you, you're blaming Jason Garrett stuff. Can't do that anymore, Joe. This is your guy, your Mississippi State guy and all that crap coming in here. Guess what? Guess what? He's This offense is worse on the Kitchens than Garrett. And judge, like you said, like, you know, I mean, the judge has to get involved. The mister, I know every detail, everything that's going on with the team. I could name every player, every this, that. Okay, so what are you doing here? I mean, at what point do you jump in? Freddie, what are we doing? You know, like, why are we going empty on third and two when he just got an eight? Why are we telling him it's a pick? I mean, you know what, Freddie, you can run the ball on third and two. You know, and then getting back to him and his game management, it's just, Look, it's a total shit show right now. And Judge, there's a lot of question marks around Judge, bro. Game management, game plans, in game adjustments. You know, it's just it's it's a huge question mark, man. You know, and he'll he's gonna get another year to prove himself. I, I probably pretty much guarantee that. But there's a ton of question marks, man, and on the an offensive side of the ball. You know, I'm not worried about Graham and his side. You know, he's not perfect, Patrick. But you know what? He's got different things going on. He's got guys challenge him. Jerome Hennison will challenge him, change it up. When Graham gets a little crazy at times with certain schemes, Hennison will calm him down. You know they were, but on the offensive side of the ball, I can tell you this: it's just like Freddie. Like if Judge says, "Hey, Freddie, uh, you know, go go to be a pumpkin pie," instead of a, oh yeah, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> hey, what are we doing? Yeah. this is an amateur outfit, bro. This is an amateur outfit. Uh, you don't want to believe me, dude? Look at the product on the field. Look at the product on the field, man. This, this offense lately is a high school level. I could get a team from Bergen County and get more yards against the, against the Eagles. Yes. Okay. It's a, this is embarrassing what's going on.
8: They're well, and that, That's the frustrating thing, right? I'm sitting here going, I'm having the same conversations in my mind anyway. I'm, you know, I'm regurgitating what you guys have already said on the pod, but these are the same types of thoughts I have watching my lo- local high school. We're supposed to be better, right? So, do the Giants get a, a more of a pass because they're a class organization? Not right? anymore. Do we go, oh, they'll 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 do better. Yeah, not anymore. I think I think three four years
1: ago they got that pass. I think now it's too long where well, there's no success.
2: Nobody's giving them a pass, I man. Yeah. fan base ain't giving them a pass, no. The problem the problem is that in the building, guys are getting passes. Maverick gives nobody's held accountable. I mean, they've shit draft after shit draft after shit draft after shit draft, and nobody's held accountable. And trust me, if the media wasn't coming down so much on Gettleman, and the fan base wasn't so livid over Gettleman, trust me, Mara would've given him another year. He would've given him another draft. I mean, nobody's held accountable. Like, like, like Carl Banks says, I mean, there's too many people on scholarships in this building, brother. I mean, if I'm the owner... I'm sitting there like, hey, look at my draft board. Hey, yo, you, you're the director of, uh, of scout, uh, college personnel. Director of college scouting. Come here, Chris Pettit. I want to talk to you. Oh, what's up? Uh, what's up, Mr. Biz? Hey, shitbag. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? How many... Dr- let me ask you something. How many Pro Bowls have you drafted for me? Yeah, but you know what? I know your brother, and you know, they say I'm a good guy. And I could... Yeah, that's nice. You know what? Get your stuff and get out of the building right now. Out now. Give me your give me your keypad and get the hell out of my face. Because I tell you why. This organization has been a shit show since 2012. Eli Manning, he's lucky he's not living, he's lucky he's not dribbling out of the side of his mouth in a coma right now. The beatings he was catching. Behind that offensive line that never got built.
1: Never, yeah.
2: But and people talk a great. But people talk a great, great. They talk great in that building. Hey, uh, Mr. Mauer, you know, uh, let me tell you something. I scouted this guy in, in 2008. You know, he turned out to be pretty good. You know, my, you know uh, guys, it's what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And that building, there's scholarships. There's too many people on scholarships in that building. Nobody's held accountable. And it's a disgrace what's going on. And now it's leaking out in social media from ex scouts, ex people in the building, everything that's going on in that building. Okay? There's a reason why, my man. A reason why this team is four and twelve every year, five and eleven, all that crap for the last eight, nine years. There's a reason. Okay. They cannot, they cannot evaluate talent. Okay
8: it it's just unfathomable that it's taken them so long that now we have to be proactive or that we're still being reactive right yeah. everything has to get so bad uh i don't know i don't i don't have any answers either but maybe you know I, i'll just repeat what everybody else has said you guys give us a measure of of calm and you know just i don't know about settle down cuz like i said you know i'm i'm right there with a the yelling but uh, it is so difficult on Sundays.
1: Yeah, it is. It's tough. It's the toughest it's ever been. Yep. But, Dubs, thanks for chiming in, man. Really appreciate it. You're going to be the uh, the last call of the night, pal. And, oh, right uh, on. Really, really appreciate it, man.
8: Thank you. Appreciate care, it, guys. Dubs. Keep up the good work. I see that
1: nice note to Cody, too, buddy. Classy act. Nice job by you. Yeah,
7: we'll good see job, y'all. buddy.
1: Take see care, man. Dubs. Bye-bye. All right, Chris. Let's good. Picks. Dude, we're an hour. We are an hour and 20 in. We still got 11 people in the audience. <laughs> oh, you ready? Sorry. No, no, we're good. <laughs> sorry. It's an hour and 20 in. All right, pick time, buddy. Ready? Yeah. Jags, Patriots. Okay. Patriots. Yeah. Rams, Ravens. Rams. Rams. Bucks, Jets. Bucks. Wow, these are easy this week. <laughs> Falcons <laughs> at Bills. Bills. Yeah, me too. Uh, Chiefs at Bengals. Chiefs. Oh, yeah, Bengals at home. There
2: you go. Dolphins. <laughs> That's a loss.
1: Dolphins at Titans.
2: I'll say that. Okay. What?
1: Dolphins at Titans. Titans. So the streak ends at seven for the Dolphins. I'm sorry, Jerry. The streak ends at seven for the Dolphins, huh?
2: Yeah, I think it will this week. Yeah.
1: Uh, Raiders Colts. Colts. By the way, I'll take I'll take the the Dolphins, and I will take the Colts as well. Uh, Eagles at Washington. Eagles. Yeah, me too. That sucks. 4 o'clock, Broncos at Chargers. Chargers. Chargers at home. Uh, 4 o'clock, Texans at 49ers. 49ers. This is our only chance to move up this game right here over the next – out of the ones we named.
2: Right.
1: Uh, Lions at Seahawks, 425. Seahawks. I agree. Cardinals at Cowboys. Cowboys are hitting their stride. Cowboys me too Panthers at Saints I'll go with Carolina yeah me too Vikings at Packers eight Pack. o'clock Sunday night Packers Pack. yes but you're gonna put the Vikings out of their misery Uh Brown Steelers Sunday or Monday night
2: I'll go with Pittsburgh
1: yeah me too and finally one o'clock Giants at Bears Chris
2: uh, I think we talked about. I'll go in a Bears with a close in a close one.
1: Yeah, the close one, huh? Really?
2: I, I just think the, I don't think the Bears are going to score enough to make it like a thirty-one. You know, they don't they don't really. Although they, they had a pretty decent game last week, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think it'll be a seventeen ten game. Something yeah, I was like gonna that. say
1: twenty to three Bears.
2: Alright, yeah, that sounds right. Hey, looks great. Hey, look. We're not scoring. <laughs> that's that could very well be the way to We'll get off. like a
1: turnover on a on a kickoff and we'll kick a field goal or something. Yeah. Um that was fun stuff, dude. Good job by you.
2: All right, thanks. Man. Anything else? No. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say enjoy the game, but I guess that's out.
1: <laughs> no matter what, guys, we'll we'll be back Monday to recap. And uh Chris will have a really good podcast next week. We'll have a really good podcast for you next week. We'll figure out what day that's going to be. So, whether we do it Monday or
2: whatever, buddy, uh, can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. There's excited. going to be recap, and then we'll do uh, next week. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right, guys. To order Happy some New Yeah. Sh- right? Happy New oh, Year. Yes. Start. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Happy New Year, everybody. That's I cool know. It doesn't
2: up. feel like a holidays anymore. Christmas is all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I know.
1: It's, it's, you build up to that one day, and then once it ends, it's like, all right, when's Memorial Day? It's so true, right? <laughs> it so really true. is. All right, guys, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. And for a digital subscription, go to magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, hang in there. Probably going to be ugly again Sunday, but Sundays are giant days, guys.
2: Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.